Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann and the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today. It's the perfect hybrid of like consumer products, technology consulting, and like amazing leadership content. I can't even wait for you to meet Tom Finnegan, Chairman and CEO of Clarkson Consulting. Tom, it is so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Justin. I'm uh, happy to be here. It it is so great to have you here. Um, I am so excited to see you and talk to you. I have had a chance to work with so many people in your organization over the years. Like literally, I was thinking about it today. It's, It's gone back I'd almost 20 years since I worked with people in your organization. And so when I saw your book um, come up a couple weeks ago, I, was, I couldn't wait to get you scheduled. And I appreciate you being on today. Um, before we jump into your book, Amplifiers, which I mean, you hear the name and it's like, oh, this is cool. I can already tell like this is something I need to read. Um, share a little bit of your background, how you got into the consulting business and technology and what you guys are doing at Clarkston. Yeah, great. So thanks for that. And uh, we uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk here. And uh, it's, a, it's a great podcast series. We uh, So I started Clarkston. I was a, a senior in college at Johns Hopkins University and wondering, okay, what do I do uh, for a living? I had a couple of kids and I was thinking, all right, I, I actually have to earn a living here quickly. And uh, I didn't quite know what to do. So I said, well, I'll get into consulting. If I start with consulting, I will then settle in with the company and move on from there. Uh, so I said, well, if I'm going to go into consulting, I want to go into uh, one of the leading firms. I joined uh, Anderson Consulting, which later became Accenture. Uh, and I was there for a few years. And I, as we were talking with our colleagues, um, I, we had the idea that uh, we could create a consulting firm that really cared about our clients and our people. Uh, we call them our clients and our stewards. And we felt like if we built a firm that put those two in the center of our universe, everything else would fall into place. Uh, and it's been that thinking that has guided us uh, ever since then. Uh, and that was 30 years ago. Crazy. It's so crazy. Um, <laughs> I, I know. It's, I look back on it and I say, well, you know, it's, it's, it is pretty amazing. But uh, we've generated over a billion dollars in, in, in billings to our clients um, and probably 10x or 20x that in uh, return on their investment uh, for for the kinds of projects that we do for them. So I, it's been a, it's been a fun ride. I love it. Uh, so many connection points for those that are that have been listening for a while. You know, I started my career in consulting. Um, I actually spent some time at Accenture uh, not too long ago. I well, I first worked at Clarkson when I was at Coca Cola. We actually had um, the team there doing work for us, and uh, amazing. And I one of the things that everyone observed even then this is uh, you know a number a number of years ago, and even more and even recently is people talk about the culture the people there that you guys just do something different. And I, I think many of us in the industry have worked with different types of consulting firms and, you know, we see the good, the bad and the ugly, right? So tell me, how did you guys set a culture and, and keep it that way in the world of consulting where you're selling hours and projects and, and staff log and things like that? Yeah. So we, we'd have, we made a conscious decision early on in the formation of our business that we want to be the best not the biggest. Uh, so you can grow 
at the expense of culture, at the expense of quality of the work we do, at the expense of client relationships. And we did not want to build a company around that. We wanted to make sure that everything we delivered for our clients, we could stand behind and back that up. And we knew the only way we could do that was with great people. Uh, so we're in the people business and uh, we invest a lot in people. And we know the only way for us to deliver those outcomes is to have the best and treat treat our people the best. Love that. Uh, and, you know, I, and again, I, I've lived it. And I, I've seen it. And so um, congratulations to you. And, and I think that's hard. I think one of the biggest challenges as a leader is to maintain culture and focus like on you know, core values and attributes of how you want to operate when the, there's a tension there, right? Isn't there a tension to, hey, we could go do this and we could grow, or we could go start this new practice and we could grow, or we could go get into this technology and we could grow. I mean, uh, how do you feel those uh, those people that would bring those ideas to you? Like, how does that work there? Well, it, it's a, it is always a fine balance between if we do the same thing over and over again, we will become obsolete. So we have to learn and grow and do new things. We have to do that not for ourselves to stay relevant, but also to help push our clients into the new and emerging areas where they need to be in order to compete and win. Love it. Um, yeah. So, and many of you that work in consumer products are probably familiar with Clarkston. Um, I want to shift over to your new book. I can't even wait. Uh, this is just coming out here fall of 2021 for those listening in the future. Um, the book is called Amplifiers. Like I said, what a cool name. I, I, I want to ask you about that in a minute. How great leaders magnify the power of teams, increase the impact of organizations, and turn up the volume. I love that. On positive change. Okay. So first of all, cool title, nice, nice job. Um, where did this idea even come from? How did this start for you? So, you know, as you mentioned, you're with Coke. Coke's obviously a great brand. And so as we work with uh, some of the leading CPG companies and retail uh, clients, of course, it's, we look at, it's not just the brand in most cases, the brand may help, of course, uh, but it's really the people behind the brand. And we have worked with tremendous uh, leadership teams, executives and leadership teams in these companies uh, over the years. And frankly, we've also worked with some subpar teams. And I, I was always marveled at, you know, what makes uh, the teams great? What are the characteristics of great leaders and great companies? Why can some people take a brand that another CPG buys and then all of a sudden it's successful. What's The brand wasn't different, but it was the people behind it that was able to unleash the power and magnify that, that brand power and, and really change the way it went to market and be more successful. Uh, so it's, the, it's really the people, it's about people. And uh, so this book at, at its core is about finding, identifying and nurturing the talent that makes the brands great. Love it. Um, so let's define for our audience uh, uh, what you mean by an amplifier. Um, I wrote down a couple notes here, and maybe you can expand on amplifiers are the people who intuitively know how to simultaneously influence up, lead others, and execute the mission of the firm. Talk about what uh, what this means and how you've seen this kind of play out with some of the customers or clients that you've worked with. Yeah, so amplifiers are... Um, that combination of leaders and great followers. Mo most people think you're either a leader or a follower. And um, we, we don't think that's necessarily the case. We think 
you're a leader or a titled executive, a follower or a subordinate. And when you're a great follower or an exemplary follower and a great leader, that combination creates an amplifier. And, and so as if you're in a position where you're leading a team or a brand or what have you, and you've got those employees that just intuitively will handle stuff for you. So you, you've got the mission, you've got to go uh, handle, you know, implement this strategy or take care of this supply chain issue or challenge, and you leave the room. It's the people that are left in the conference room that go execute and handle it for you. They're your handlers. They make things happen when you're not in the room. Um, those are the amplifiers. Um I love it. And you mentioned um and, and and you mentioned that you've worked with clients that you know really do do the leadership thing well and others that are subpar and and I'm guessing in in the mix there are what you would define as amplifiers. Talk about characteristics of those different organizations and where the amplifiers fit in or didn't. Yeah, so the um th- th- there are uh some companies that that are zombie companies, you know, they're incremental, <laughs> yes. you know, right. they incrementalists, they, that's right. You know, and, and they, and many of the employees in those companies, they over time atrophy a bit and their culture is not to make a mistake. And then there are the companies that are bold and they are out there. And those companies are, are straight, are, you know, finding new markets, they're building new brands, they're in, entering new challenge uh, channels. And they're stepping out in order to create more. They're leading the industry uh, in their particular category, or uh, you know, bringing people bringing people through. Got it. And then, how about within your own organization at Clarkston? I mean, I would like to think everyone's an amplifier, but I'm sure they're not. So, how do you think about it from your own organization's perspective? Yeah. So it's you know when we look at it, when we look at ourselves, we shine the spotlight in, inside. Um, what we try to do is uh, identify the leadership traits. We identify the followership traits, um, and and then you know people who show up and get the job done, uh, and provide the good advice and execute um, are extremely valuable. Uh, what we try to do is nurture their leadership capabilities or help them, because uh, most of the way we lead are not. We don't lead through power being a consulting. You know, we, we really have no power. We have to lead, lead through influence. Uh, so what we do is we teach people how to uh, challenge the client in order for them to think differently about a particular problem or challenge that they've got so that they can come up with the right solution that meets their needs. Sure. You talk about some of the skill sets or the observations of, of what an amplifier is or does or how they were represented in, in the workplace. Does this also apply outside of work or is it more of a, a work thing? Yeah, so it's absolutely uh, relevant outside of work. I think when you get into uh, you know a lot of the echo chambers that we see, um, certainly um, amplifiers think for themselves. So, you know, as a kid growing up, you, we would hear the statement or the question followed by the statement. You know, if if Billy asked you to jump off the bridge, would you do it? Be a leader. <laughs> right. But actually, that is be a good follower, not be a leader. So don't, you know, just because if someone's leading you or trying to lead you to, to do a bad, to take the wrong action, use your mind, think critically, and then push back and challenge that 
person who's trying to give you that bad advice or take you down the wrong path. Got it. In the book, you also talk about not only identifying the amplifiers in the organization, but developing and nurturing them. Talk about how that plays out. Like, how do you, if you were talking to an organization that was looking to follow your advice, how would you talk about and, and coach them to develop and nurture the amplifiers? Yeah, so most companies have a good sense for what leadership capabilities they want in their organization. There's a lot of material on that. There's a lot of thought that's gone into that. It's built into employee development plans, performance reviews, and all that stuff. So leadership is a pretty well-traveled tra uh, path, but followership is not. And the same characteristics define good followers is essential in order to actually get the work done and, and enhance corporate performance. So I would say, repeat the process. What are the characteristics? What are the traits, motives, and styles that are important for your followers or within the organization? And then once you have your lead come together and then you can build out your, your amplifier uh, development plans. Got it. Um, also in the book, you talked about um, some different aspects of how amplifiers can help the organization. You talk about in corporate strategy and change management, et cetera. Uh, talk about, you know, how do you apply uh, those individuals in those types of different settings? So again, most leaders need teams to execute on transformation efforts. Um, and most transformation efforts are successful or fail because of the buy-in of the organization and the teams that need to execute them. Um, the strategy itself is less important than how the strategy is executed. Uh, so it's the it's then the teams that have to go do that. And the amplifiers or the followers are uh, those individuals that then need to engage others to cascade the strategy throughout the organization. Um, so corporate strategy um, is is rolled out in that regard. But on the flip side, it's the uh, amplifiers that pull in the real world uh, intelligence and reconnaissance from the markets, from the customers that bring that back up and you know can tell the emperor that their strategy has no clothes. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I, I remember being in uh, one of the big CPG companies and uh, sitting in the uh, their executive room and they had their product panel and their display case behind. Um, and they had a big shampoo brand and they tried to roll that out as a toothpaste brand. Ugh. And I remember, you know, and it was in the, in the case. <laughs> nice. And I, I remember turning to the, the uh, EVP of supply chain saying, I don't think that's going to, you're going to sell much of that. <laughs> And he looked at me and he goes, I know, but we, they, they didn't have the courage to tell the leadership that that was not going to, that was not going to fly. And uh, we laughed about it and we laugh more about it now. Of course, um, since, since later. Of course, yeah, since they of course couldn't do it. But, um, but that's an example of where amplifiers step up and say, no, you don't want your right. same brand on uh, toothpaste that you put on your head. Yeah. 
I it, it brought back some memories of brands that I happen to be around in my career that were bad ideas, um, which I will not talk about right now. Um, so I always love to ask our guests uh, for advice, and and a lot of times we'll have you know entrepreneurs on. I'll ask them for advice around starting a business and growing it. And um, in this case, though, I, I I think about your book and how to apply it, right, and so how to bring it to life. And I think about you know when you're if you're talking to um, a group of individuals and they think they are amplifiers like because I think people are hearing this and thinking to themselves hmm am I an amplifier I'm, I think I am an amplifier like what's your coaching to those individuals first around the role of an amplifier if you feel like you are one how do you think about that or if I want to be one like how do you how do you talk to that group first. Yeah, so that so that I think first off, most amplifiers have mentors, so they are themselves following other leaders, um, so, and that's how that you know I I believe it's impossible to be a leader without also being a follower, um, and I may I go into some detail in, in the book about that um, because most leaders have been developed and have grown up. So my first thing would say is who who are your who are your uh, your leaders that you follow and why. Um, and then turn around, if you don't yourself have any followers, then you're just a guy or a gal out for a walk, right? So then right. find out, <laughs> you know, find out why people are following you. And, and then ask yourself the critical question, are they following you because you're the boss or you are they following you because you've got influence and persuasion um, and you genuinely care about them? Um, and if the answer is the latter, then you're one step closer. Uh, and then you can look through the the follow the sort of the followership traits. Do you have the courage to tell your boss their idea is dumb, right? Are you know are you pulled into the inner circle where it's not your area, but you possess that knowledge where other executives they care about what you think about a particular idea or approach or strategy or uh, challenge that the business is having. Um, if you're getting pulled into those conversations for them just to pick your brain, you're on the right track. And if not, well, then why not? Um, so I think those are the some of the critical things to challenge yourself on is, am I an amplifier? Am I on the amplifier track? I love that. That's so great. Um, now I'm going to flip it. So now you're talking to a different audience. These are the the leaders of the, the CPG organization or the, the the folks that manage people. I'll say they're looking to develop talent typically, right? Um, they're looking for the amplifiers in the organization. They want to help nurture and develop, as you say in your book. Um, what's your coaching to them about how to think about amplifiers and how to, um, to, culture and to kind of create that environment for them to be successful? Yeah, so that that the, my first thing would say, if you, if you don't know what you're looking for, you're probably not going to find it. So my first step would be is define what is important for you, mostly with the followership, because again, most companies have the leadership, um, although it's a bit insular. Most leadership development programs are insular and are not fully inclusive. So I would I would caution people to, before they assume their leadership. Development. It's a lot of people that look like the leaders decades before them end up. In, you know, so I would caution them that is it fully inclusive? But assuming it is, um, but then um, identify those characteristics. And I pull from uh, uh, Michael Lewis's Moneyball when he described 
sort of the Billy Bean and the stats that he used for scouting talent in Major League Baseball. There's there's an element of talent scouting within your own organization. Um, it's not some of the same old metrics that are most important, I believe, in order to find the best talent and develop and nurture the best talent. That's great advice. Um, it's so helpful and I, I think so applicable, um, especially now as organizations are right. We've gone through an amazing change the last year or two, just in most most industries. But uh, it's really challenging the proverbial status quo for many in our own industry, consumer products and retail. Um, and great timing, I think, for this um, this content. Hey, share with our audience where they can find the book, where they can connect with you, where they can read more. Um, and, and, you know, have you come speak, et cetera? Yeah. So the, the book itself is out on, or will be out. It's released on um, September 15th out on all the major outlets, Amazon, uh, Books A Million, Barnes and Noble, et cetera. It also be distributed through Hudson, one of our uh, partners, Hudson, uh, in the uh, airport retail and um, what have you. It'll be available in ebook format. It'll be audio book format. So it's pretty wide. Uh, options for your reading style or your uh, knowledge absorbing style. Uh, and then uh, we're, it's on in, uh, the Clarkson Consulting uh, website. We also have it uh, linked at trueamplifiers.com. Uh, we'll also uh, provide the information. Awesome. Published by Wiley. Um, this has been so great, Tom. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, love what you guys are doing uh, from a business perspective and the difference you're making in the industry. But also, I think with this content, so helpful and useful and excited to have you back on down the road and share some of your stories with us. Yeah, thanks. I, I really appreciate it, Justin. I, I do want to say one final uh, note that all the proceeds for the book go to the I'm Not Done Yet Foundation that supports adolescent and young adult cancer patients and their survivors. Um, and uh, September is the um, uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So I appreciate the, the support. Hey, man, this has been so great seeing you. And thanks for being here today and um, excited for the new book. Thanks, Tom. Great. Yeah, thank you. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.